Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. Today we're talking about Breaking Bad. This is our first and probably last Breaking Bad <laughs> uh, podcast here. Um, yeah, it's good to start and end a project at the same time. That's how I like to do things. You I like know. that. Some of our other projects have taken a little longer. Really? I can't think of any. <laughs> I, can't, I can't either. I'm just sure there are some. There has to be. Uh, I've I feel this inner sense of frustration that tells me that there's something unfinished out there. <laughs> it's like memento, you have a tattoo on your arm, yes. and it's just kind of like, there's a John G out there waiting to be completed. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, you know, the finale came on last week, uh, we've all seen it, uh, we all have watched, we both have watched the show, um, so... Yeah, yep. let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's go. do. Let's do. Go, go, go. So, I don't know. Shall we uh, start with... What did you think of it? <laughs> sure. Let's, let's, let's do a segment called What Did You Think of It? No. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. What should we start with? Should we, should, we talk about, should we talk about the end or should we talk about the show in general? I see. Let's talk about the end, and that'll okay. lead us to talk about the show in general, probably. Okay. All right. So, what did you think of the ending, or shall I go first? Um. <clears throat> uh, flip a coin. Flip a coin. <laughs> I can't do that. Um. I can go first. Um. Uh. uh I don't. I don't have a lot to say. Uh. We 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 kind of started talking about it a little bit before the podcast, but um. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, um, or you were talking about a little bit. Uh, yeah. So, and I will say, continuing that is, I pretty much agree that um, I like the finale. You know, it wasn't explosive. It wasn't uh, jaw-droppingly, um, you know, um, surprising. Uh, it it didn't. Uh, it wasn't. It, it. You know, some might say it, it wasn't the finale I wanted. It was the finale I deserved. No. Uh, I, I don't know. It was. It was. I like. It was. It was. Maybe the, the word I'm looking for. Surprisingly satisfying. It didn't do the things I I necessarily thought it might do, but the things it did, I was like, okay, this is fine. I like it. Okay, goodbye. It was like a nice farewell. It did, yeah. It didn't leave me wanting more. It didn't give me any strong negative feelings like some other finales we've recently <laughs> talked about. <laughs> Yeah, see, see the two-hour and forty-five-minute Dexter finale rant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I think they just made some 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 decent choices in it, and I think because of the way the show is in general, it just and, and maybe the structure of those flash forwards that they were doing throughout the seasons, mm-hmm. maybe that kind of helped it too. Because when you got to the end and you knew it was the end because of the flash forward, like yeah. it gave you a sense of completion and and coming back yeah. to where it started in a way. So yeah, I don't know. I thought it was it was like I wouldn't rate it very high as an episode. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like a great episode in terms of how and um you know thrilling it was to watch except for the fact that it was a finale you know yeah. but um so you know i think there's other episodes that are better um yeah definitely but, but it just worked as a finale it worked as just kind of like now we're just closing the book on this story and it yeah it worked yeah yeah 
No, I agree completely. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I <laughs> I want to I really want to challenge all your all your points, but it's hard to because they're they're correct. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think that it was yeah, it was it was definitely good. It was definitely it was entertaining. Uh, it it definitely provided closure uh, on most levels that needed closure you know as far as the show arcs went you know yeah and uh yeah definitely the flash forwards i definitely uh i, I definitely want to come back a bit to the flash forwards um but uh yeah like i i i kind of when when the credits rolled it was kind of like that's it huh okay mm-hmm. all right I'll, I'll take it i'll take it that's all right That'll do. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's it's just it's not uh, it's not the kind of finale I'm used to. You know, exactly, uh, yeah. I it's I, I haven't really seen a lot of finales that are like that, you know. Uh where because usually finales just have you know, it it wasn't that ambitious, you know. Exactly, like, yeah. I mean if you compare it to obviously what Lost did or, or, or what Battlestar Galactica tried to do, you know, they, they just they went for like way bigger things. Yeah. In in the finales, you know. And and this this really kept it really focused. I mean I mean really to a certain extent to the detriment of the the other main characters because yeah. Like, like the other main characters get very little screen time in, in the finale, and it, it really is just about Walt, pretty much. Uh, in those, in even in the final two episodes, I think, even three. I mean, there, there's a long stretch where like it really focuses in on Walt's point of view, whereas I think uh, earlier uh, in the series we would have extended arcs uh, involving the other characters. Uh, you know, I mean. You know, Marie even got subplots at certain points. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, the DA by, stuff. By Marie, you mean the purple princess? The purple princess, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows her as the purple princess. I'm sorry, I insist on calling her Marie. <laughs> I'm stubborn. Uh, well, like, yeah, Hank's DEA, DEA stuff. That there were many uh, subplots involving involving that. Uh, Skyler got got subplots uh there was the whole the company she worked at and the embezzling and all that stuff uh jesse got a lot of subplots you know but uh, most of the characters uh you know in the last few episodes were just like kind of sidelined and we really just focused in on what's walt going through what's he doing what's he thinking and it's all and i think it worked really well on that level because uh they spent so much time with him that you really understood where he was coming from as a character mm-hmm. and you know when there's when there's like if there's eight different nine ten fifteen different characters uh sometimes like certain characters can get lost in that, in that shuffle <laughs> I, think, I think your subject just became uh overtext <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying you know i i think I think if you compare it, if you compare it to certain, certainly Lost, you know, I mean, was there a focus on, on Jack's final journey? Yes, but certainly not to this extent, you know. There was a lot more time spent on the other characters and what they were doing. And so it didn't, it didn't have as much, like, specific uh, focus on one character and, you know, their final journey and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think, uh, you know, for that, 
effect, like it, it, it worked well, but it did make the show feel kind of different. It sort of felt like the, the episode where, uh, you know, they have the big shootout, uh, in the, in the desert. Yeah. And, uh, you know, subsequently, um, Hank dies and they, they kidnap Jesse and then, and then Walt goes home and there's this confrontation and, and they call the police on him and then he leaves and like gets in the, you know, the disappearing van or whatever. Uh, it felt like that was sort of the end of regular Breaking Bad. Yeah. And then after that, we got like Walt's epilogue. Yeah. You know? And it, and and it, you know and the and the only reason why I really expected Walt Epilogue to like go anywhere in particular was because of the flash forwards, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of tells you stuff, you know, and then you're you're connecting it up, you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, I I think I I, I liked I I I, I mean. I, I I can't really say a bad word about it, but yeah, it was I like I kind of uh, uh, I I don't wish they did anything different necessarily, but like mm-hmm. th- there is something somehow. You, usually finales leave leave me with more to to chew on. You know, honestly, what I mean? it's it it's plays like just another episode. You know, yeah. I think you could have an episode right after this, which is Walt's funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- then you come back to the family and what they're dealing with and how they're dealing with it and the aftermath. Like it, you know, and then Jesse, yeah. wherever Jesse ends up after he escapes, like it plays just kind of like it doesn't. You know, most finales, you know, uh, telegraph by the story or the scope. Uh, of the episode that it's the finale, you know, they make it clear. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're going for something big, or we got yeah. this one last battle, or you know, the yeah. final enemy to defeat. And yeah, this was kind of a petering out of the main yeah. character, and and a and a tying up of loose ends. Uh, yeah, I mean, they sort of had a final battle, you know, but like it it felt very understated. Well, uh, but it wasn't a. It was a final battle, but it was more of tying up loose ends. You know, it was more yeah. of um, it wasn't these two forces have to battle before the show right. is over. Like he, you know, decides to do that because of character motivations. But it wasn't, right. you know, it's not Cylons versus the humans. Of course, you know, of like these two opposing forces have to have to do battle before the end. Right. Uh, but yeah, they they did have the big blowout, the big shootout. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was which was reasonably big, but yeah. Uh, no, and, and you know, again, I agree. Like, I don't, I don't want, I didn't really want anything else to happen. But it was definitely, um, I could have used more, but I don't know what. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask, like, going in, did you have any things that you thought were gonna happen that? you were disappointed didn't happen or was it was there anything like that like not really i mean i i guess the only big thing is i thought there'd be more um you know i i guess i was just trying to think about well what's walt's final moment gonna be like is it is it turning himself in is it getting arrested is it dying from cancer that kind of thing (laughs) uh i didn't think it would be you know, neither. It's none of those, and he he kind of gets away with everything, and it's just a, a happenstance yeah. that he has. You know, he gets shot by a straight bullet, uh, yeah. protecting Jesse, of course. 
right. um, and he just ends up petering. Because like if that didn't happen, uh, he goes. He you know he's not dead from cancer yet. It's it seems like right. it's affecting him, but he still got some time, so he could have yep. presumably escaped and and had some yep. more story to go to. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, so that's that's kind of interesting. Um, but uh, so let's talk specifics here. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was going to say about what you just brought up. I mean, it seemed like he he wanted to stop there. I mean, you know, he tried to get Jesse to shoot him. And so I, I got the impression that he wanted to just, mm-hmm. like, die die there. That was his plan. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. I, I even think he was originally planning to have the machine gun kill him as well. But that when he saw Jesse, he decided to save him and therefore... Mm-hmm you know, not die in the initial uh, barrage. Mm-hmm. At least that's how it seemed to me. Uh, I, I think you could... you could. I, I don't know if i buy that, but I think you could definitely read that in, into it. I, the only exception I would say to that idea, I think I would buy that 95%. The only 5% I would say is... Is uh, he would make he would want to make sure everybody's dead before he's dead. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And obviously, yeah, and, if and, uh, you know, yeah, because because that one guy, the main guy, was still alive after all that. You mean Pickett? <laughs> Pickett? Yeah, that guy was Pickett. Oh Uncle Jack. God, did he lose a lot of weight? He did lose a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, I thought he looked familiar this whole time, yeah. and I. Yeah, no, Pickett was, like, 40 pounds heavier than this guy. He was. No, you're totally right. But, yeah, Michael Bowen, like, I recognize his name. I remembered it from the old days. And, like, if you if you know it's Pickett, you can see it. Yeah, no, as soon as you said Pickett, I was like, oh, yeah, that's why that face. Yeah, so yeah. he was still, you know, you know, I mean, he, w- he was going to die before he left that room, but he was still alive. Yeah. But so that's the only thing I would say. But, yeah, I, I, would, I would imagine, oh, you know. Not far from the truth that Walt would have just died in that barrage too, if if he could have known that it would have yeah. killed everybody. But um, yeah, it seemed like he actually thought Jesse was partnering with him or something. Like he didn't really realize the, you know, the 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 way they were keeping him and having him uh, cook the meth and stuff. You know, I don't know. There's so much subtext on this show. It's really tough to identify. I, I feel like. I feel like he went in thinking they were partners, and, and I don't know specifically where, but I felt like there was a moment along the way where he realizes, no, they're not partners. Like, something's up. Yeah. And he starts, and I think that's why he presses him, you know, and he tries to get at his, <laughs> at his um, you know, uh, ego, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and, and he presses him about being partners with Jesse to force him to, to bring Jesse out. Uh, mm-hmm. Which 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 was really contrived of the guy, yeah. you know, to be like, oh no, I'm gonna prove it to you. So uh-huh. just right now, yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that was one of the moments that kind of didn't work very well, like because it, it just felt very, like you said, contrived to make Jesse be in the room. Because yeah, it's like it's like. Uh, you know, we're not going to change the setup where any of the characters are here. Just bring Jesse into here. You know, don't don't make Walt have to go and bust him out of the prison. Exactly. You know? and, and he's got to participate. They want him to kill uh, Todd, you know. Yeah. The guy that, like, tortured him and, and killed uh, What's-Her-Name and all that stuff, you know. And and the kid, too. Like, they, they want him to be able to participate in this, in this thing. And so if he's just, like, in the cage and Walt does everything. Yeah. You know, that's not going to be as satisfying. You know, and so I think they they had to get him in the room 
and uh, and and the way they did it was just kind of clunky. I have to say, um, you know, Vince Gilligan is 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 a, is a sadist. Uh, it's pretty clear uh, that he tortures people in the form of characters. Um, yeah. Jesse's storyline is pretty tragic, but this last part, man, when he he's yeah. uh, captured by these guys and forced to, and he's just literally a slave and forced to cook yeah. his head. Just the most heart wrenching storyline ever. I just it was it's just so sad. And then on top of that they have that daydream scene mm-hmm. you know, where he's wishing he was somewhere else and I'm just yeah. like, Oh man, somebody put this guy out of his ma-. but and then like they killed the they killed the girl right in front of him, you know, so yeah. it's like they mean business. You know, uh, and uh, and so you know he's got to work unless he wants the the kid to die, and um, which I assume that's where he's gonna maybe go is find that kid or something. That would be my guess, yeah. But uh, but that was that was really intense. But uh, so the other thing about the end of the episode I wanted to ask is, um, uh, when Walt, Walt uh, so so after they escape and stuff, Walt goes down to the lab. Yeah, and he puts his bloody hand on one of the cookers or whatever. Yeah, and I was just wondering if if he was trying to take ownership of that lab. You know what I mean? To try <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to try to like give cover to Jesse, maybe. Even though mm-hmm. Jesse's prints are probably all in there too, but yeah. I thought maybe he was like trying to do one last helpful thing yeah. and to and to kind of like. Even though he's dying and he knows they're going to find his body there, of course. But there was just something about them showing that shot of his bloody hand on the equipment that I thought they were trying to to say something about that. Did you get that sense? I, I, I think so, yeah. I think that's pretty logical. I mean, they're, they're making the, you know, they're making the Heisenberg blue meth there, you know, so, like, yeah. it's it's totally plausible that it's him uh, doing it, and so, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I think, I, but also, like, there was a, there was a weird, I, that scene was weird because there was this note of nostalgia in there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this is where it all started. It's like, yeah, like oh, the meth lab, you know, the good old days when I was just cooking meth and mm-hmm. things weren't so fucking ridiculous, you know, like, where it just what you know, where where my my brother-in-law wasn't dead and no. Jesse wasn't given all that stuff, you know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like some of this could be the original equipment, right? I don't know how they kept the operation going, but I but maybe some of this is is even from you know their their first big lab or something. Oh yeah, well yeah, that's a good point. I really have no idea, but yeah, probably. I mean, that's certainly possible. Yeah, so maybe he was literally remembering this equipment he had used before, you know. Yeah, I didn't really think of that. I assumed it was just because it looks like the stuff that he used, yeah. you know. So it was just like, ah, you know, the lab, I miss it. But yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And I, I do think he wanted to he wanted to not have uh, Jesse be blamed for this situation. Yeah. So, you know, he was very largely responsible for it. So, um, you know, the thing about the flash forward and stuff is that you don't really get a great sense of the time. I mean, we know it. We know the, the bookmarks by his birthday, but... Yeah. You don't necessarily get a good sense of how long it's been since some of this stuff has happened. Uh, but so, I, you know, his character change seemed a bit abrupt. It was it was earned, so it, it felt okay. But 
Yeah, I assume it happened in the cabin. <laughs> well, that's where all great villains go to learn and change, right? It's always exactly. the cabin. It's always the cabin. A cabin, a ca- the cabin is like the TV trope that I never understood until until Lost. Like, mm-hmm. lo- since Lost made me think about the cabin too much, I I now realize that there's like almost every show I watch has a cabin. Yeah, and it usually functions in the same way. You know, it's either a creepy place involving the bad guys, or it's a place where people go out to work out problems and get away from it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lost had both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it's, I mean, it, it's just, it's it's really a standard thing to do, you know? But I feel like because they, they portrayed that he, he was alone in that cabin, he had, like, he had, like, nothing to do, and and he paid this guy, like, ten thousand dollars to sit there and play cards with him for an hour yeah like he had a lot of time to think think about things and i am assuming that that's when you know his character shift sort of happened i mean that's how it seemed to me yeah so wait so where did all the money go he had in his trunk the money in the trunk? Yeah. Uh, he gave it to Gretchen and Elliot. Uh, oh, and made them give it to the... So that was an interesting little turn of events in the la- the second last episode when he's, you know, he's he's outside of the cab and he leaves the cab and he's about to turn himself in and then he right. he sees Gretchen and Elliot basically... Uh, uh, Charlie Rose. On Charlie Rose of all places. Uh, so somehow they got to the dark void um, where Charlie Rose exists, um, and, uh, and they came back. Yeah, and then came and miraculously came back. Um, so uh, what was I saying? Um, now I was thinking about Charlie Rose and the. Oh, sorry. Uh, I had to bring it up. I couldn't help it. I thought it was crazy. Oh, yeah, so he sees them on TV, and then he's like, you know, sees them basically give him credit for absolutely nothing but the name of the company. And so he yeah. leaves, and you think, oh, man, he's going to get his revenge. Yeah. Uh, but he just, I guess, just has an idea of people he can he can uh, guilt slash scare Black. To, oh, yeah. uh, into doing something for him. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I love the, I love that scene, uh, and I love Elliot and Gretchen talking with their bourgeois conversation. Yes. It's so ridiculous. It's just it's so deeply, cool. deeply like, like uh, mundane. And yeah, like, uh, like this is your life, really? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, I actually, I think that first sequence was, uh, was my favorite sequence in the, in the, in the, the episode. Just like, just in, uh, like cinematic terms. Like, I really oh, like. Great. Yeah. But he's, when he's in the apartment before they realize yeah. it. Oh, yeah. That was, that was so, because you're just waiting until they find him. Yeah, exactly. And like, they do this wide shot and they're just having this fucking awful conversation. And then you see him like walk over and look at stuff and it's all in the frame. Yeah. And it's like, it, they, they're so oblivious and you're what? It's just, you put you in a really it, interesting position as an audience. They member. started off like a horror movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. You know, he's in the darkness when they walk in, and then he then he closes the doors without them knowing it. Yeah, I, I call bullshit on the fact that uh, you know he walks in their door and the alarm doesn't go off. Like the it doesn't even even though they turn the alarm off, usually you can still hear beeps when there's doors opening and stuff. But 
you know, they, you know, yeah. maybe that's just a contrivance. But especially uh, in a crazy, nice house like that, that super probably high tech, yeah, security system. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that's that's kind of contrivance there to make because he needs to succeed. Yeah. But, but yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> realism aside, I thought, uh, I thought it was a really cool sequence. Uh, and, and also, like, one of the interesting things about that for me was that uh, that was uh, that was one of the few scenes from the finale that I didn't expect to happen based on mm-hmm. you know, previous episode and also the stuff we watched before. Like, when he saw them on TV, I, I didn't think that he was going to go, like, kill them or anything. I just, I, I thought it was, like, this displacement thing. I thought the, I thought the point was more... Like he was gonna, uh, he was gonna see, see them not giving him credit, and then also find out about the blue meth being out there and not getting credit for that. Like, and sort of mm-hmm. feel this desire to go back. Just you know, sort of grouping it all together in the same psychological place in his head. You know, mm-hmm. that would make him want to go kill the Nazis, basically. You know, and so uh, I was surprised that. Wait, they were uh, Nazis. Well, they weren't really Nazis. It's just everyone's calling them the Nazis because they have swastika tattoos. Oh, okay. You know? I mean, they, they never, like, openly say they're Nazis or anything. But it's just, it's sort of implied that they're, you know, they're part of some white supremacist group or something like yeah. that. You know? And, you know, they, they have they, they have the connections in the prison and stuff. And, yeah, it's it's very understated, actually. But, but when you see swastikas on people, you kind of... You know, it's not something everybody puts on their yeah. body. Uh, yeah, I well, I thought when he saw them on TV, he was going to go kill them. I, not necessarily kill them, but I thought he was going to go confront them. I thought he had to get, you know, I was still wrong, though. I thought he had to get one last, you owe me for this company, and, you know, you mm-hmm. need to give me credit for what I did, and you'd be nothing without me, kind of old, mm-hmm. old Walt. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there, I feel like there was a touch of that, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, it was it was somewhat more altruistic. I mean, I, I like when I thought about it before the final episode, I thought the logical thing would be for him to go tell and Gretchen. Like it would be it's it would be weird to watch them and then just go kill the Nazis, you know? Yeah. Like, but that's what I thought he was gonna do because. I, I was like, there's no way he's taking that giant machine gun and, like, walking into gray matter. You know, like, I just mm-hmm. couldn't see that being the end of the show. Like, that just seemed absurd to me that he yeah. would ever do that, you know. So that, so it was a nice surprise to me that he's like, okay, here's here's my scheme for getting the money to them that they, that they don't want. They you know? don't want, they, yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, I could sort of see it. It seems semi-plausible and you know and, and, and the scene was well done so I, I i definitely i definitely enjoyed that part yeah so everything was great and then the laser scopes came on <laughs> and i was like oh man this is great but very soon i'm like yeah those are he did not find any he, he, I was like, he doesn't have any connections. There's no way he's got two hitmen outside. And I was like, no, he paid some people to, fl- to flash a flashlight on them. You know, that's what I was thinking before that scene ended. Because I'm like, he doesn't have anybody he can go to. He's a wanted criminal. Like, yeah. you know, he's probably number one on the FBI most wanted list, you know. Yeah. So I was like, no, nah, this can't be real, you know, and it wasn't. But it was a, But again, it's Walt being smart, you know, and yeah. uh, being tactical. Totally, and like they believe it. Yeah, you know, because because they don't, 
they don't necessarily i mean to them like he is kind of a monster and so yeah you know it's kind of interesting how he terrifies them Mm -hmm. you know like compared to the relationship that they used to have you know because now that they know he's this drug incubus like yeah i almost feel like that's enough for him you know he doesn't have to uh to win them over with you know intellectual praise or something it's it's Uh, yeah him to know that they're afraid of him and uh, they're afraid of what he's capable of. Exactly. No, no, no. But I think he he relishes the opportunity to have them fear him. Yeah, yeah. You know? like it's a it's a nice it's a nice little satisfying moment for him on top of all of it. So like I bought the lasers, um, and I thought because because I sort of thought you know like Walt you know like I had that thought of like how did he really did he really do that and like how much of the money did he spend on these on these hitmen to like. <laughs> You know, and they're supposed to watch them for like who knows how long. Exactly, you know, it's, yeah. It's like it's like really, could you afford that? Like, and you have all this money here on the table. Like, it wasn't quite adding up for me, but I was like, okay, whatever. I, I guess it's true mm-hmm. until they tell me otherwise. Cut to the next scene. Yeah. <laughs> Where, here's, here's otherwise. Reveal the identities of the of the mysterious hitman. So yeah, no, totally that. That's that scene. I it, I think I think it it definitely uh, it it was a it was a nice touch actually. Yeah. Uh, for for him to to both like find a way because you know without that like like there there really isn't that much stopping them from just you know not doing what he says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they they don't have any particular reason to listen to him, you know, and that like, but if they're really that afraid of him, and if they really believe that he would do this, you know, then they could actually. And he did just like walk into their house, you know, mm-hmm. so I could see that making them feel very vulnerable and 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 maybe motivate them to actually try to do it. Yeah, you know. So so I think on that on that level, it it worked pretty well. Um. So another great scene uh, was the Skyler scene. Yes. So fantastic! I had to rewatch that. I had to go back because I, you know, it's so subtle. You know, and I think you know. Uh, well, you know, I was gonna say production design doesn't get a lot of credit. I mean, it does, but sometimes it's so subtle. You know that, yeah. that it doesn't get a lot of credit, and again, like the the setup of the camera, like the framing mm-hmm. of that scene, and that column in the middle yeah. blocking him that whole time was just so. And you know the lighting, of course, so you don't see his shadow. Like mm-hmm. uh, it was so cool to to have that entire conversation, and then to to realize like he's there the whole time, and. Uh, yeah, it was just it was, and and, and and it really worked the fact that it was Marie on the other end, mm-hmm. who you always want to just ignore, uh, and who is always kind of a step behind. Uh, yeah, so it kind of made sense. It's that she was she was the one that was kind of facilitating that. Um, but yeah, it was such a great reveal, and then the way the camera pushes in to reveal Walt standing the whole time, and Scott is yeah. like, "You got five minutes." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that was great. That was another very like cinematic sequence. Very, very cinematic. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I was impressed with that uh, in terms of, because like I feel like TV shows don't really film things like that. No. Usually, 
you know and so it's just it it just because it's it's like visual storytelling you know like they're not usually i feel like tv is more dialogue based in terms of exposition and stuff like that and yeah and and just with a camera move like you know letting us believe one thing with the camera here and then turning the camera over here usually what we get is a cut to the reveal right Exactly. And it's like, oh, well, the camera's been facing one character, and then we cut to the other side of the table and we realize someone else has been there the whole time. But it's like, no. Yeah. We thought we saw the whole room. We're in a huge wide shot. We exactly. Everything that was going on until we push in just a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that's a metaphor for, I don't know, relationships or something. Or, yeah. Or people and facade. You know, you, 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 you push in just a little bit and you see the truth. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, so what was great about the scene, of course, besides how it was shot, um, was was Walt's uh, character change. Uh, yes. No, he gave one last, listen, the reason I did this was, you know, <laughs> and because and, and, I think, at least for me as an audience, I do want him to keep explaining. You know, I do want him to, be, to go through step by step how he had the best intentions. Yes, he was selfish and egomaniacal at, at different turns of the events but throughout all of it he was thinking about his family and can't you just cut him a break because of that <laughs> you know can't you just you know maybe if he tells you a million times you'll finally forgive him you know mm-hmm. and, and i love that she was about, she was about to complain again and then he throws the bomb and he goes yeah i did it all for me yep mm-hmm. and it's like you know she that's the one thing she never thought she'd ever hear absolutely Absolutely. And I feel like that's like the closest they really could get to reconciling at that point. Yeah. You know, having him actually admit that because if he if he tried to say the other thing, I don't think it would have worked. No, it's just it's it just it would prove her point that, you know, he's he that there's no hope for him, you know. Yeah. And like I felt for a long time that he was kind of deluding himself about that. For sure. You know, because I Right. <laughs> well, once he started, once he started calling himself Heisenberg and wearing the hat yeah. and killing people, and actually, you know, there was a, it was the point. There was a point where he could have gotten out, and that was the point. Yeah. When he decided to stay, that's when he l- really became the, the not just a good guy gone bad, but like a bad guy. Like, yeah. You no, know, he he decided to stay in that world because he was addicted to the power and the yeah. and the influence. So yeah, so he did legitimately kind of become a bad guy after that, and. Uh, uh, and yeah, it's for him to realize that you know. But again, I, I guess if I could complain, it's just that, and I don't know what what we would have saw, but uh, or seen, but you know, we don't actually get to see how he gets from point A to point B, right? Because that was all off screen. Yeah, he just yeah. comes back onto screen, a changed man, and I don't yeah. know why. Uh, but um, you know, at what point did he make this realization? You know, was it yeah. was it at the cabin? Was it before? I don't know. But yeah. you know, that's the only kind of small complaint I would have. But again, I don't know what they would have shown and would have been interesting if he's he's just pacing around the cabin and one day he goes, <laughs> "Oh, I did it for me." I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Because because I I do think that I do think he believed when he said he was doing it for his family in the past. I mean, I think he really yeah, did. Yeah. Believe- at least, like, on a conscious level, you know, he really thought, yeah, that is my motivation. I, I know it is. I, he, I think he knew that he enjoyed it, you know, but I don't think he realized how much that 
mattered, you know, versus yeah. the family thing. Yeah. And you know, to keep him like pushing further and doing crazier and crazier stuff, and it, you know, it gets it gets really out of control, obviously, at a certain point. But yeah, I, my my best argument, like I think it happened in the cabin, uh, and yeah, I don't know how they would portray that. Uh, for for what I said earlier, it's just a natural time for him to be able to like do some self reflection since he had nothing else to do, yeah. and also because like when uh, when he first like goes with the runaway guy and he's uh, like in the in the vacuum store and like you know Saul shows up and. Uh, you know, they, they have their, their scene mm-hmm. together, and, like, at first he's like, okay, we're, we're going to call five hitmen, yeah. and we're going to take them down, you know, that I feel was like... A, yeah, that was a turning point. You know, so I feel like he he was still in the same old Walt mode at that point, and I think really the, the shift must have happened between then and and when, you know, and when he comes back, and that's when he was in the cabin. So that, that that's my... That's my case for it being the cabin, but I, they definitely didn't make it explicit at all. Yeah. So. No. I, yeah, I think I think when you saw him, like, let's get the band back together, you know, and not realizing that there's no audience for that sh- show anymore, you know, like he he he's he's talking as if he can just order Saul around and get it done, Saul get it done, and and Saul's yeah. like, Nah, man, we're past that, buddy. You know, that was a different life and. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> so I was like, I'm leaving right now. Like, yeah, I'm so about like to... gone. Uh, so that was yeah, that was definitely a turning point where he realizes, okay, this I don't, I'm not Heisenberg really anymore. Yeah, exactly. Besides the fact I'm cowering in a basement somewhere, you know, trying to. Yeah. Stay. yeah. <laughs> if that wasn't enough, uh, dude, Robert Forrester. I'm like, Forrester. how do you? I'm like, he shows up. What? Like that was you couldn't have made it better. Like. Yeah, that's the guy we've been th- talking about this whole time. The guy no, that makes you great. Clear. Yeah, it was great. Casting, I I really enjoyed the way he played the part. Um, it, he was so non-threatening, and I think you you think of a character like that, and you think he's got to be this threatening guy or this or whatever, and he was so non-threatening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I listened. There's the the like official Breaking Bad podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, uh, Vince Gilligan, was is a huge fan of Jackie Brown. Oh, nice! And he said that he specifically, when when he was uh, when they were coming up with this character, he specifically had in mind uh, Max Cherry from Jackie Brown. Yeah, it's it's a very similar kind of thing too, of like a yeah. guy who helps bad guys get out of trouble. Exactly, like practical advice for criminals, yeah. like. That's totally the level he was on, you know, doing the bail bondsman thing in, in Jackie Brown. And so that, like, he wanted the character to be exactly like that. And so he was like, so we should we should get Robert Forrester to do it, you yeah. know. And so that's that was the origin of that. And, and it, it definitely works, you know. It yeah. was it was really nice. You know, I thought he, he did a really nice job of portraying the line between, like, he, he wasn't threatening at all. And he certainly wasn't. The, there wasn't a hint that he was going to try to cheat Walt or anything. But there was also, like... There was also this thing that he doesn't really care about Walt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like he's business. Yeah, he's just doing his job, and because he's paying him so much, he'll go to the trouble. But he doesn't want to sit there and talk, like unless you're gonna pay me ten thousand dollars. Yeah. So, like, I just want to get out of here. This is a long way away. I got shit to do. You know. So there, it it was, it was a nice, like, realistic thing. Like he wasn't like some friendly old man that, Mm -hmm. like. 
you know, just just wanted to like help Walt out, you know. Yeah. I, I think I I, I definitely uh, the, it it was great. It was such a nice surprise. I mean, when when I think about you know some certain other shows and their guest stars, I you know, <laughs> <laughs> it just. It's uh, it's it's the difference is is huge. Yeah. Um. So the other uh, interesting little development was the, you know, the ricin uh package. Uh, I got so confused. You know, that's if, if there's one thing to kind of rewrite on the show, if if it would help, <laughs> is 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 who poisoned whom and why and when because. There's so much confusion about, okay, the kid got poisoned, but it wasn't the rice and it was the plant. Okay, Jesse realizes that the rice and cigarette got stolen from him, but that's not what poisoned the kid. Oh. You know, it, but, but, but at the same time, he was mad about that. It was just a weird, it was like these revelations that make these connections, but it wasn't direct connections to what actually had happened. Yeah, yeah, it was really confusing, and then it was like, okay, but where's the rice in it? So okay, it's still, you know, Walt gets it from the house from the little mm-hmm. electric socket. Um, so I saw the poisoning coming uh, when she, yeah, when she used her packet. Uh, or I think she oh, I saw it even before the episode came on. Like, oh, just nice. Just based on the fact that, uh, of course, I I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but I I thought it was a strong possibility that the ricin would go to Lydia, and I thought it would be via the the stevia because I really thought that they included that detail specifically. Like it sort of reminded me. I know this is not really that good of an example, but I'll use it anyway. It reminded me of that that writer in season seven of Dexter who was like doing the story on Hannah. Mm-hmm. And like he he was always chewing on his pen, uh, and they uh, they made it a point that he was chewing on his pen, and of course she poisons him by putting poison on the pen. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so I just I felt like the fact that they were harping on the stevia meant that probably that's how he would poison her, and and I figured you know. I see him gunning down the Nazis, but I don't see him gunning down Lydia. It makes more sense that he would poison her. Yeah. So that, that's just sort of what I expe- I expected that. And then when when they actually show her like in the the cafe, I was like, yeah, she's so about to get poisoned right now. Yeah, and they and I think she she asked for more stevia maybe, mm-hmm. and th- so that was one big hint. And then of course the final shot of that scene is her pouring it in her coffee. Oh. So it was like, yeah, you're getting poisoned now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't do. They don't. Breaking Bad doesn't just randomly do a close up no, of no. of like a cup of a cup of coffee with stevia dissolving in it, like for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah, I was like, yeah, there, there it is. Totally, totally. I didn't really need that last scene where he explicitly tells her that he did that. It was clear to me. Like if they just showed her. If they just showed her dying, like I would have known. You know? I, I I like that they talked to each other, and she and she got to know, she got to hear it from him that he beat yeah. her, you know. And that yeah, was, that's true. She, Otherwise, it could have just been a mystery. Yeah, and that there was nothing like she could have done about it, you know. And and of course, the surprise that she's she's trying to call the guy, you know, and she gets of all people, she mm-hmm. you know, it was the the same old thing of like she's talking about killing him. And she's talking to him, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, exactly. 
and yeah, he's killed the guy that she wanted to talk to, basically, yeah. about, about killing her. Well, Jesse did it, but basically he did it. Anyway, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I, 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 uh, jumping back to the thing you said about, about like, Jesse's revelation, uh, I just wanted to comment that, yeah, that, that, like, I, it was, there were two things, you know, there were the, those two loose ends with Jesse, like, he, he had to find out about the poisoning, and he had to find out about the fact that, that Walt watched, uh, What's-Her-Name die, yes, you know? Yes, yeah. And, you know, they, they felt like loose ends. It just felt like, it felt like, I'm not, I'm not going to be happy if the show ends and Jesse just never knows. Yeah. That those things happen. Like, that would be disappointing to me. Because I feel like, you know, I mean, he has enough reason to, uh, you know, be, uh, you know, to have problems with Walt. But, like, uh, you know, I feel like he needs to fully understand what Walt's done to him. Yeah. You know, and not just, like, part of it you know or enough to you know be angry like like i i really you know because those are like pivotal uh moments in the in the in the plot as well as in just jesse's character arc and and so uh i i really wanted him to find out but I, it, it both revelations felt clunky to me mm-hmm. like it was it was like yeah okay so he stole the weed from my pocket which means that he stole the rice and cigarette from my pocket which means that there was a conspiracy to poison him and even though they didn't use ricin that probably means that they were going to frame Gus for using the ricin while using something else it's just like it's yeah just a- it doesn't follow it's like what yeah exactly it's like the stealing the weed means he stole the cigarette which means he which means he poisoned the boy with something completely different Ah, yeah, that's just that's a huge stretch. Yeah, and he's he's totally right. So it's like you can't argue with it, but he doesn't. He shouldn't be right. Yeah, yeah, that and was that was weird. It shouldn't be that easy. And then like you know, um, Walt just telling him in the desert, you know, I watched Jay die. You know, it was like I, I I liked the moment, but at the same time, it kind of felt like oh shit, Walt and Jesse aren't really going to see each other. <laughs> for like a long time he needs to say this or jesse's not gonna find out you know yeah it's the last scene between the two of them is not gonna be oh yeah by the way i want shane die yeah as they're reconciling go by the way here's the worst thing i've ever told you exactly exactly like they can't do it that way so it's like this is literally the last second for this to happen okay i'll just tell you it yeah (laughs) you know I, so it didn't. It just didn't seem. It just didn't seem organic. The revelation, you know. I mean, on the other hand, I feel like that's hard to do. Which is, I think, why on a lot of TV shows like this, uh, stuff like that will just be left. You know. Yeah, because there's no. Yeah, it's like they either leave it dangling or it's clunky when they say it. Because there's no. There's no easy way to. There's no f- easy way to finesse it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, 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 yeah. And then, okay, were you going to bring up, like, how he pulled off the, the poisoning in terms of the, the, the cafe with, with Lydia and stuff? Well, you know, how do you get that packet? You know, how do you... I mean, I get, it's possible, right? Uh, there's two parts to that that you have to deal with. One is, how do you get the rice and into the stevia package and close the package back up to where it looks like it's never been opened? Which, yeah. you, you could do that. Um, you know, yeah. use some steam to open it, uh, open hmm. the glue, I guess, uh, and yeah. then re-glue it, I guess. Um, yeah. the other thing is, how do you make sure she, she picks, she gets it? 
You know, how do you make sure that no one else gets it and that she gets it? And I think the only way to do that is to is for her to always be at the same table, which I don't <laughs> think they were in this episode because usually they're by the window, and I think they weren't next to the window in this one. Yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of a mistake. I feel like they should have showed him in the same table. Yeah, I mean, and maybe they were, and maybe just maybe because it just didn't look like it. I think yeah, and I, I'm looking at it now. They they're by the window. But when they do the reverse shot to, to get Walt in the frame, uh, you know they have to move the table out from the window to get the camera there. So mm-hmm. that, I think that makes us think that table isn't by the window. Maybe, so maybe yeah. so maybe it's just it's just how they set it up and it's supposed to be the same table. Because when because the other shots it looks like it's 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 the same table, but that reverse oh, shot, okay. the reverse shot it looks like they're kind of you know ten feet from the window. <laughs> Which they might be. Which they are because they gotta yeah. get the camera in there. So so okay. So I'll I'll give them a bit for the doubt that it's the same. Uh, it's the same table, her usual table, yeah. and and I guess that's why there's only one packet in there. Mm-hmm. So because if there was like five packets, then she might not. You know, she might not get Pick the, the right one. one. Yeah. So he takes them all out except for one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. that's the best part of this show, really, is is just Walt being a smart. You know, that's you know, yeah. uh, using his brains for 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 good and evil. Usually evil, but often evil. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. At least to get what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a novel kind of you know idea for a show as a as a as a scientist going rogue and and being mm-hmm. a, a like criminal mastermind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. It's, uh, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of the Hannibal Lecter thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but he's not, like, really literally psychopathic, I think. But, uh, uh but other than that, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I see similarities. But yeah, no, totally. That was definitely a thing from very early on. Uh, you know, he would use science to solve problems. So. <laughs> Exactly, and he did, always. He walked in that building in season one, and he had that stuff to make it blow up, you know, the thing he threw, and the building blew up. Oh, man, that was fantastic. Yeah, that's when you knew you didn't know who you were dealing with. Yeah, totally. It was like, wow, that was a big, you know, that was a big step. Yeah, no, it was kind of interesting. Like, I'm going to use the power of science to defeat my enemies. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly, but you know, at the same time, it makes sense. You know, that's the stuff he knows, and so if he's gonna like approach a problem, like how am I gonna deal with this situation? It's it sort of makes sense that that's his go-to thing. Yeah, you know. Um. So it was nice that he he gave um uh Skyler the location of um Hank's body and all that stuff, mm-hmm. which I guess. Oh was- yeah. Has just been rotting in the sun, or what did they do with the body? Did they, just... they, they they buried him. They, they buried him where the where the money barrels were. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so they're so they'll have to dig them up, I guess. But the coordinates. Oh, so, you know, I would I would imagine, you know, playing devil's advocate that those um, those DEA vehicles have tracking on them. So I, you know, realistically, the DEA could have could have tracked uh, that vehicle was but you know. yeah that's a fair point <laughs> but this one didn't i don't and know and also their cell phones too oh yeah the cell phones yeah 
Good point. But maybe you could say, okay, well, when you're on the desert, there's no cell towers, so they couldn't mm-hmm. get a location after a certain point, maybe. Even know. though Wall was talking on the cell phone, like, oh, all the way out there. Well, he got great service, because he's got AT&T. Ah, <laughs> it goes back to the quality AT&T service. Exactly. The DEA had T-Mobile, which doesn't have coverage out there, so... Of course. And that's when it's revealed that Breaking Bad was brought to you by AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> network. It was just a log scheme to get you to switch your cell phone provider. But if you call now and say the keyword "Breaking Bad," you get twenty percent off a new new order. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Oh, I can't believe that's Pickett, man. He, yeah, yeah. he's so emaciated. Uh, <laughs> he's so yeah. and old now. That's true. Uh, okay, so the only last thing that's really talked about in my book uh, is 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 the final moment with Jesse and Walt. Um, yeah, you know, so you got Walt apologizing to Skyler basically and admitting that he was just selfish and what he wanted, uh, and and so and then you have Walt, you know, saving Jesse, sacrificing himself for him, which is which he never did before. Yeah. Um. And uh, that being a nice moment, um, Walt letting Jesse get getting a, giving Jesse a chance to kill him. Mm-hmm. I I think knowing that he won't still, even if Walt is trying not to be manipulative, I think he's still you know you can't turn off that brain. So you know, even if he hopes mm-hmm. Jesse will shoot him, I, 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 he he knows Jesse's not a cold blooded murderer. That's so true. I don't, I don't think he would necessarily thought Jesse was gonna do it, but um Yeah. Uh but yeah man, so that last look, you know, when they you know, Jesse's about to get in the car and go and Walt's Walt's hanging around and, you know, there's no last words, just the last look, you know. Yeah, they just kinda do a nod and yeah, yeah. that was it. Somebody I was reading a review of this episode and somebody was saying where it's kinda you know, in a negative way, saying uh, they didn't like they 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 got the sense that you know Jesse forgave Walt for everything in that look or something like that or 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 they or that's how the show was trying to portray it. And I didn't really think that was true at all. No, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I thought it was like a more of you know you got me out of this and we're never yeah. gonna see each other again. Bye. You know like, exactly. It's like I'm not gonna kill you right now. I'm glad you saved my life, and that's as far as I'm really gonna go. Yeah, you know, like there's no, there's no. I, I definitely didn't feel like there was a, there was a like, okay, everything's fine now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's that, that would be too much. I think, I think, if there were actually dialogue that indicated that, then, then it would bother me, you know. But I yeah. think a nod, I don't think a nod means that much. <laughs> No. Yeah, uh, it's not that deep. I think he was happy to be free, and he was glad, you know, somebody saved him. And okay, it was Walt, you know. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I, I'm kind of really happy with that last shot of Jesse just drive, yeah, like, literally driving towards his future, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and kind of free and and happy and just un, un you know, uh, inc- incredulous that he's actually free from that that hell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was great. It was really, 
it was a really nice, exhilarating shot, I think. Because, mm-hmm. because, like you said, like he had been so uh, tortured uh, for the latter part of the season mm-hmm. that it was, it was, you know, it was horrific to watch. The, what yeah. they were doing. like, oh my god, and uh, yeah, so it was very satisfying to finally have him uh, be able to. Be able to just like go off and like get out of this like insane world. Yeah, totally. You know, just be done with it. No. I don't really know what he's gonna do. And I did have the thought like a few minutes later when the cop showed up. Like, did they pick Jesse up? <laughs> you know, because like they weren't that far. Like the time it took Walt to walk to the meth lab and fall down, like wasn't that long. You know. Yeah. Like, I, it's not clear to me that Jesse had time to get away, and, and Jesse should maybe be wanted. I, I also thought about the fact that, that that confession tape that he made with Hank uh, was, was there at the compound, you know? So, it, I mean, mm. he, he could still have some legal problems. Yeah. Even, even if they don't think that he was cooking in that lab, he still admits to all kinds of shit in that video. Yeah, and he's got no plea with the DEA at this point. Like, there's no leverage yeah. he could ha- use, so, yeah. I don't know but the... I was wondering, does he have any money? I don't think he has any money, either. Because <laughs> so, he threw all his money out the window, and uh, uh, I don't think he has any more anywhere else. And the, he didn't get any money there, and, you know, uh, Pickett didn't reveal where the rest of the money was, so... Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was another little smart move when he when he was trying to say where the money was and, and yeah. Walt killed him before he even could say anything, you know. And I uh, presumably because he doesn't even want to be tempted by knowing where the money is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think in the moment he he didn't really he didn't really expect to get the money back. Yeah. So, because, yeah, I think he's planning to, to, to just stop there. So it's like, there's there's really no point in negotiating with this guy. And it's like, fuck this guy. Like, I, he doesn't, I, I'm not I'm not letting him, like, talk his way into living longer. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, no, no, no. You're going to die well, and, now. And, and at this point, he can't, he can't care about the money, right? Yeah. Like, it, no. it would be a step backwards to be like, oh, money? Oh, okay, let me, let me figure out where that is. Like, that's a step Exactly. Backwards. Yeah, because clearly his character has gone through a change, and 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 so yeah. I mean, he's already left. I think what he considers enough to yeah. uh, to his son, and so I don't think he feels like he really needs to retrieve. You know, and then like, what's he gonna do with all this money right now? Like, he, he doesn't... have to go back to Gretchen and uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, here's some extra money <laughs> that I need you to to do. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's I think that's the problem. Um. Okay. Well, that's pretty much the main things I want to say. I mean, you know, we could talk about the show overall, but it's it's I'm so fuzzy on it, you know. Um. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Uh. But you know, great show, very riveting. You know, it's um. I and I actually, you know, I could rewatch this again. You know, yeah. rewatch this and uh, enjoy all yeah. the dark fun. Me too. Uh, there's two things I want to bring up before we pop out. Um, the first thing is flash forwards. I just wanted to say um, 
that I'm kind of ambivalent about them. Um, yeah. Uh, because I think you lose something. I mean, we know we've watched. We've all watched shows with flash forwards. Um, Have we? I think so. <laughs> Do we want to admit it? I. <laughs> we may not want to, but I don't think we have a choice. Um, and I think, I think it's tricky. It's tricky because, uh, you know, it's 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 a long form version of something that they also did in Breaking Bad, uh, many times, which is uh, crazy shit. Oh my god, what's going on? Uh, Seventy two hours earlier. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You know, I mean, they definitely did that. I mean, even the pilot, it has that format. Yeah. You know, um, which was one of the things that uh, turned me off the show. It, it took me a while to actually watch it because um, I didn't actually. When I went back, I appreciated the pilot. But the fact that it started that way really annoyed me. Yeah. Like I was I was immediately like, fuck this show again with that. Like I've had enough of this trick, you know, yeah. like stop, you know, because it, it, it to me, it just doesn't really add that much. But a flash forward is more of a long term version of that, because it's not like you're going to immediately see the consequences. It's more like, OK, 10 episodes, 12, whatever, later, 15 uh, I'm going to understand this, and in the meantime, I can sort of think about it. I feel like that it's kind of on a different level from the 72 hours earlier, where it's like, okay, literally in 40 minutes, I'm going to know <laughs> how we get there. Yeah. You know, like, you know, your, your sort of course is mapped out for you, and there's really no chance that, you know, there's, there's sort of no big mystery about what's going to happen in between. You're, you're going to get to this point somehow, and, and I feel like that with the longer thing, there's more room to have all these extra diversions, you know? Yeah. And so it definitely wasn't clear to me how he would end up, you know, all by himself buying a giant machine gun and so on and so forth, you know? And, and I, I, the first, uh, the first flash forward was like, okay, that was interesting. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and, it, and it sort of added something. But I actually I actually really liked the second flash forward. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just because... Maybe it was just because I was excited Breaking Bad was back. Because, you know, I mean, they, they left for a while. And obviously it was a big cliffhanger with uh, with Hank finding out and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? But, you know, it it had been a while, really, since I was as excited to watch a new, a new TV show. You know, and I, I, I remembered that that old feeling I'd, I'd get when I would watch a new episode of Lost, and, and I was just so deeply fixated on what's going on on screen and so pulled into all the mysteries, and, like, every moment was, like, potentially some some new crazy thing would happen, and I wanted to, you know, perceive it in my brain as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, uh, I felt like, for me, the second flash-forward... I think the first flash-forward just kind of blindsided me when I realized very quickly that the second flash forward was another flash forward, you know, that brain mode sort of turned on and it was like, Oh my God, his house is abandoned, you know? Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, Heisenberg's written in there, you know? And like, and he goes and he gets the rice and then he like, he sees his neighbor who clearly like knows, you know, yeah. who he is. And I was like, Oh shit, that's awesome. Like I was, to me, that was like, I was so excited uh about that flash forward but like at the end of the season thinking back and just in terms of like watching it again i'm not sure if it was really worth it Mm -hmm. you know because i think i feel like we could have gotten to the same point 
I mean, basically, it's just that in in the in the last episode when they kind of fast forward through the flash forwards, mm-hmm. they would have to take their time. They would have to be a little more careful in explaining what's going on in those scenes, you know. Yeah. But other than that, I feel like we could still arrive at that point, and it wouldn't really hurt that much. And and I do think that knowing where the story's going does have problems like like in in um you know i mean in the big uh well what jesse's about to burn the house down like you you kind of know that's not going to happen you know mm-hmm. or or when they're out you know, in the death i was actually confused about i actually thought it was going to happen because i thought I, it was a mistake but i thought the 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 flash forward that shows the house abandoned i thought the house was burnt out ah uh, okay so when jesse's throwing gas everywhere i'm like oh he's about to burn the house down because the flash forward showed us that the house is burnt out but no yeah, yeah. it wasn't burnt out i just saw it wrong yeah, yeah yeah like i thought that at first too i just but when i looked at it i was like yeah it's clearly not burned like yeah it's just it's just kind of yeah it's just kind of abandoned and and you know in disrepair but uh yeah 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 so so i didn't i you're right i didn't actually think that at the time i did think oh shit that's how the house gets like that but mm-hmm. you know the next week like once i actually looked at the thing it was like oh okay clearly that's not going to happen you know yeah. and so then okay but oh, then okay, also can I, can I stop you real quick and just and just point yeah. out walt's worst lie ever was trying to explain the gasoline smell on the carpet <laughs> that was the worst like it's like and scott you know no one believed it even the son saw through it oh well no he yeah. actually thought it was a cancer thing yeah but he knew he was lying it was just it was the worst like bumbling excuse well you know what happened you won't believe my day i'm sitting here <laughs> pumping gas like i always do yeah. and the hose just drips all over me and then i run home and i just throw my clothes off right here in this spot for no reason in particular and i leave them there and i go naked back into the bathroom and then i just completely forget about my clothes <laughs> it was just it was like you you shouldn't even try to lie about that you shouldn't yeah you, you won't it wouldn't even work man come on yeah, it's kind of amazing that that late in the story, he's still trying to cover up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, I know he can't he can't tell Walt Jr. at that point, but like, you could tell Skyler, okay, you know, ah, this guy trying to burn the house down, what can yeah. I say? Well, he, you know, he doesn't want to scare her into, you know, he doesn't want her to think the li- their life's in danger, but. Right. But, okay, so anyway, what were you saying? But she ends up thinking that anyway, and, like, she lived with that, you know? Like, that wasn't even the breaking point for her. Yeah. You know? Like, she was, like, the one, like, you should go kill Jesse, you know? Like, mm-hmm. she she went she went a step, you know, a step beyond. It was really just Hank's death that sort of brought her out of yeah. that, the, you know, being on his side. Yeah. You know, like, that, that, was, that was pushing it too far. But, like, I think she could handle the fact that they are in danger sometimes, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Um, she certainly didn't want that to be the case. But anyway, yeah. um, we also had uh, the desert thing, you know, where, you know, they, they, they trick Walt into going out into the desert, you know, to... To, to stop Jesse from burning his money ostensibly and and you know and then Hank shows up and he's like he's gonna arrest him mm-hmm. you know 
and he's putting handcuffs on, and it's like, it should be a big moment, but the whole time I'm thinking, well, he's not arrested. I know he's not arrested. It yeah. can't happen. Yeah. It just can't happen, you know? And and it just, it took a little something uh, out of the moment. Like, I really, I really wanted to feel the satisfaction that Hank felt, like, popping the cuffs on and stuff, but the whole time I was just like, something's going to go wrong. The Nazis are going to come. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and, you know, I agree. I think the, the flash forwards are okay, you know, but they don't really... I, I just... I don't know. I really have not seen them... Seen a flash forward be better than not having it at all. Like, I think... I agree with what you're saying about the finale. Like, it saved some time... With, with, with some of the uh, pacing of the episode. And, and you know, when Marie is talking about Wall showing up at the house, we've already seen that scene. So, right. you know, we know what she's talking about. And if we didn't have that scene yet, we, you know, yeah, it would have, that would have played differently. Um, so, I, you know, I guess I get why they do it. But, but, but on Breaking Bad, they were kind of very mundane flash forwards in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, like the plane crash one was weird. Like, right. like, I don't know why they needed to do that at all. Like, because once yeah. the plane happens and the wreckage falls and we understand that, oh, that's from the, the wreckage. Okay, so what? Mm. You know, it was a weird booking to have because that had nothing to do with Walt. That was just a random occurrence. Well, it was sort of connected to Walt. I mean, indirectly. Really? You know, because... It's it's uh it's because he watches Jane die that you know her dad John Delancey who's the air traffic controller. Oh, that's right. I uh, forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it it is connected to him, um, but uh, you know, in, in a in a fairly indirect way. But yeah, it's sort of it, it seems sort of symbolic. Yeah, what it's it's his that. his actions affecting him. Re, re, exactly. Re, re, repercussions of his. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's just a weird thing to bookmark the season with. I agree. To I agree. In the season with. Um, I, yeah, that it, that didn't quite work for me. I I, I like that season, but that particular device I could have lived about. Yeah. I think. It, it wasn't the best. Um. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so flash forwards, I don't know. I mean, I think the book's open. I mean, I, I consider, we have to go back, Kate, one of the great moments in Lost History. Oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. You know, and so I think I think there, you can get something out of them, um, but, but yeah, there is a fallout. I mean, if you commit to a flash forward, you, you get that, you get that, that exciting moment, but, but then... Then there's problems, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and Lost certainly had problems following up. We have to go back, you know. Mm-hmm. So even though it was a great moment, you know, I don't know, <laughs> was it worth it? I I'm not sure. What would the escape from Beyond have been like if we didn't know already that it was going to happen? You know. Yeah. It's it's hard to say. Like it, it's such a different show. I can't even imagine really. But i I don't know, I think the book's open on that on that whole device it's it's uh but but i I, I have mixed feelings because i I agree like the breaking bad ones were not on that level, like they were much simpler, but at the same time, it was like sort of extreme like they like extreme for breaking bad standards mm-hmm. you know in terms of like he's buying this really giant machine gun thing, and you know the fact that his house is abandoned and everyone knows who he is now, you know like. 
Like, the, those are, like, big revelations, I think. At least on the level of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so but but in terms of, yeah, versus, versus Lost or, or whatever, it's, it, it doesn't quite, it doesn't have that, that impact. Um, so, okay. So, anything else on Flash Forwards? Or mm, I gotta, no, I think that's it. Okay, so so the next thing uh, I want to talk about is that um, it, just something just something that's interesting about this show and and the writing team because they you know they have they, there's a podcast that I've listened to a fair amount of, um, and and also this just they they do a lot of interviews and stuff and so there there's a lot of talk about how they write the show you know mm-hmm. and um, uh, they've been they've been very uh, repeatedly, Vince Gilligan, Vince Gilligan in particular, but uh, also other writers. Um, but he's usually the you know the spokesperson um, uh, about the fact that they write the show, uh, making it up as they go along. Hmm. Well, and term, you mean uh, you mean like they don't outline the season or? Or more, more like when they're in the writing the episodes, they make the episodes up as they go along. Or what do you? I, I mean, more like, more like they don't outline the season or outline the future seasons. You know? Oh, okay. Like, like they they kind of just go they bit get to by the bit. Third point. Okay. Yeah, and like he said, like I'll have a general idea of where I want to take things, but I'm always ready to have another idea, take the story in a different direction. You know. Yeah. So like there there were a couple examples of that. Um, uh, obviously, season one happened during the writer strike, mm. and and so uh, they they rushed production of it to. It was supposed to be longer. It's only like seven episodes. It should have been like twelve at least. Um, but because the writer strike, they decided to just truncate. They decided to write the last few episodes to escalate the story faster and truncate the season um, at seven episodes. And and so like him taking the the thing into into Tuka, the chemical into Tuco's compound and blowing it up that would have happened later, originally. Okay. Uh, but they they sort of they sort of rushed him into that faster than they were planning to, uh, because of the writer strike. Of course, everyone had to change shit because of the writer strike. That's yeah. I think that's one of the great television catastrophes um, of the of the two thousands. I mean, it's the golden age of television. I really think. Well, catastrophe. You know, it could go either way, right? <laughs> I agree. I agree. I say catastrophe just in the sense that it had a huge impact. But I, I guess it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it just uh, you know, it, it was. Every show that was on at that time felt the impact of of, the, of that, um, and and you know unhappily, uh, Battlestar Galactica was ending at that time, Mm-mm-mm. and and was was irrevocably marked by it, you know. But also, Lost season four has clear evidence of the writer strike in it, and I think some of the problems we have with the show can be traced to writer strike based issues, um, and and. And many other shows, uh, also. But anyway, uh, also in in season three, uh, you know the twins, the crazy cousin twins, that the badass oh, cousin. Oh man! Twins. Oh, they were some, again talk about cinematic on the show. Like, 
I love those guys. Before they started talking, before they spoke a word, man, they were just they were just straight out of some crazy movie. You know, uh, I love those characters. They were crazy. So, like the original plan was for season three. Like the the general idea was that they were going to be the main bad guys. And and the season three would have ended up with a confrontation between Walt and the twins. And that's where season three was was planned to go when they filmed like the you know, when they wrote the first the first thing where they introduced them, you know, with the crazy church and the picture and stuff. Like that that was supposed to be the the general idea of the season, right? But once they started like showing them, they they came to believe that the twins, like, while cool, didn't really have enough, like, personality to sort of sustain a whole season of being the bad guy. And so they killed them halfway through the season nice. for that reason. Like, so so that's why, that's why you had that big thing. And then they were like, okay, no, no, no. And that's when they brought in Gus. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was the person to to be the big bad guy, you know, who had enough, uh, you know... Uh, charisma. To... Yeah, that that's such a smart move. Cause yeah, I don't think those twins. And the, the thing, the, you know, those twins are great. You know, of you know, um, minor villains. You know, they're great uh, as an obstacle. Uh, you don't expect them to be yeah the main villain and, because they're they're the brute force guys. You know, they're the yeah. henchmen. And and Frayn is is the guy who's on Walt's level. He's the yeah. he's the you know super smart businessman who Walt you know who has to tangle with you know so that that, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah 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 exactly. Who can actually you know his level of sort of planning and all this like uh, <clears throat> all of the the you know. I mean, basically, like, Walt would like to be someone like that, you know? Yeah. Who can sort of have their whole life organized. He appreciates his business sense or whatever he would say. Exactly. Exactly. And because he's because he's smart, he can actually go up against Walt in a believable way. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> like, on, on scheming terms, not just in terms of, like, physically, yeah. you know? And uh, and so, yeah, yeah, that, that was a big change, you know? So they didn't envision... Gus from the beginning they he he came apart he came in because they needed someone to like actually provide a real uh antagonist Mm -hmm. you know and uh so yeah so that was that was another example and then another thing they they said was um uh the flash forwards themselves uh when they showed Walt buying the gun and when they showed Walt getting the rice in they said we really didn't know exactly what he was going to do with those (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were like we thought it was a good idea that he get the gun we thought he was going to use him on somebody but we didn't have a specific thing in mind mm-hmm. uh for for what that was going to be you know and we just wrote the story and figured it out as we went along wow. basically and and another thing they said they like to do is sort of write themselves into a corner like create a situation that seems impossible to like get out of mm-hmm. and then try to figure a way to get out of it. Nice. Basically. Yeah. Like they specifically try to create situations that are difficult to write out of. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that was like actually a goal of the writing team, like to get there and then nonetheless solve it. Try you know? To figure it out, yeah. yeah. And so like, that just seems 
uh, I, I guess I, I bring that up because, you know, um, uh, in general, I think there's been a slight backlash, but in general, I think people really liked the Breaking Bad, like, finale, they liked the final season, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, you know, Damon Lindelof had to endure, well, he retweeted them, so he must have somewhat enjoyed them. But, like, he got a ton of people, like, did you see the Breaking Bad finale? Yeah, that's how you write a finale. Yeah. Like, over and over. He got, like, it just went on and on. Hashtag asshole. I was like, wow, you know, like, Jesus Christ. Like, let this guy, let this guy go. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's was, a little much. It was crazy. Like, people are still pissed off about Lost, you know. But, like, one of the big things that people said uh, about Lost when they were angry was, you guys are just making it up as you went along. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting to me that Vince Gilligan has a similar, like, sort of cult status. The fans of the show like him. He does a lot. He does a podcast. He does interviews. And he very openly says that he makes it up and he goes along. And no one gets mad about it. They even like the show. Well, you know why, though, right? There's a big difference. What's the big difference? There's no central mystery or no... any or any minor list of mysteries. There's no there's no promise of a big answer with this show or That's even the true. illusion of a big answer. You know, it'd be different if, you know, uh, the show was set up to explain how Walt did something impossible. And we're watching the show to figure that out. And by the end of the show, we never figure out how he did it. <laughs> we see all this stuff, but we don't get the big ant like that. You know, that's something analogous to Lost in a, in a way, or getting closer towards Lost. But yeah, I mean, that's a big difference, right? This show, Breaking Bad, was always about the characters, and that's what we got. And that's yeah. you know, we got character resolutions and Lost. Lost was on two tracks. It was a train on two tracks, you know. And the mystery track is what hooked people and and also made people mad and and made people expect things that weren't gonna actually happen so that you know that's a big difference and that's why people can complain about it because you know it's a that that mystery track is a double-edged sword of you know you can you can either you know people will be mad if you don't answer things and they'll be mad when you do answer things yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. you're gonna lose either way (laughs) totally yeah, 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 you're just, like, fucked if you do a mystery show. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's really hard to win with that format. No, that's a, that's a good point. No, I, I agree, that's that's true. I just thought it was interesting, the the completely polar opposite reactions yeah. um, to, the, to the finales and the final seasons, um, where, you know, just with, with, you know, one really common complaint being, you're making up as you go along, and the other one saying, I'm making up as I go along, and, you know, like, no one cares at all. And it's like, yeah, maybe it's just, maybe it's just down to the show, but it's sort of like they didn't really, they didn't really acknowledge that, Yeah. <laughs> you know, when they were saying this, you know, and sort of like the difficulty of doing, you know, a mystery thing. I mean, it just seemed unfair, and I don't know. I feel like actually a lot of television is probably, you know, written this way, and, and it's just, it's kind of nice that they just come out and say that that's what they do, yeah. you know, because it, it feels fairly cohesive, you know, mm-hmm. for for something that is kind of improvised, <laughs> you know, but I, I mean, every show has to do some degree of that, but yeah, I just, yeah. I, I just thought that was, I just thought that was an interesting thing about their their relationship with their fans and and the way they portray the the writing process in public yeah uh, compared to 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 lost 
Yeah, because I, I think it was... Like, I wonder if Damon and Carlton had a different attitude about how they portrayed the writing process to the public, if if that would have made any difference at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I, I, I was just curious, because they did say they had plans, you know? And and that might have created some expectations. Sure, yeah. I mean, they did they did have plans. The question is, would the, up, have... the audience gonna like the plan or not? You know. That's true. That's true. You can have all the plans you want. <laughs> it doesn't matter in the end. Yeah, but anyway, I think every show, you know, is a precedent for the next show, right? So people can compare Breaking Bad to Lost, you know. But Lost sets up a its own its own precedent, so. You know, it's a thing people will, you know, if you've seen it or if it's out in the, the zeitgeist, people will use it to compare. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. But yeah, Damon Lindelof actually wrote a whole article about this, like, situation. It's kind of weird, you know. I feel like I feel like he, based on this, like, I remember he wrote an article again when the Harry Potter, the last Harry Potter uh Yeah, book, it's kind of like he won't get over it. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he, he's really, he's really kind of haunted by this lost experience. Yeah, and and the fact that he still gets Twitter messages of people like "fuck you," your your finale was a piece of shit. You know, it's just like, it's I, I it, it bothers him. Yeah, you know, and uh, and 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 so so he wrote this article that was supposed to be about the Breaking Bad finale, but it ended up being about. The last finale, and 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 he, he he publicly stated that he will stop talking about the last finale. Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was his that was his grand statement. He was like, after after this, I decided that I won't I will stop defending the last. Wow, his therapist told him to stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like it is something like that. Like, if it wasn't his therapist, it's basically his, like, self-therapy, you know? Yeah. Like, like it, 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 it's, it's just amazing to me how, that, how that, that shit lingers and how people still take the time to insult him yeah. when another show has a good finale. It seems like it's an easy shot, you know? And it's the thing that everyone can jump on the bandwagon and, and rag on. And, and I'm sure there's people yeah. who haven't even seen Lost that are like, yeah, better than the Lost finale. <laughs> yeah, totally. 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 And it's like, it's like you know... I, I I like Breaking Bad and all. I mean, it's a good show, and 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 like I said, the finale was good. But like, honestly, I think it was easier to pull off what they did than what oh, Lost yeah, wanted. Of course, to, of course. You know, and so like, did they fail more? Yes, but they tried to do more. Yeah. Oh, so it's like there's there's some balance there. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, and and in the long run, like to me, Lost has more interesting ideas and stuff in it than Breaking Bad does. Even though I think Breaking Bad in a way is higher quality. Mm-hmm. You know? Just just in just in like the basic sense. And so like I still uh I still wanna talk like I can't imagine three years from now, you know, still doing, you know, breaking bad commentary. You know, it just it just I, I feel like it doesn't really stand up to that that level of thought. Yeah. 
you know, even though it's a great show, you know, so I, I feel like there, there is something lost by the fact that they really pulled off like a, you know, a solid arc and, you know, a satisfying ending and stuff, you know, they didn't have as much to do, you know, and, and so they, they were able to do it. Yeah. So anyway, that was, that was my second big point. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't think I have any more points. Alright. So yeah, it's a good show. I'd recommend if you haven't watched it. Of course, you shouldn't have listened to the podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm always recommending things. I did have after, after, Yeah, after, you, after you, we talk about the finale, you go, yeah, I recommend you watch this. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why, but it just it feels like the right time to suggest... Uh, so I guess what I'm saying is, if I had to, if I were writing a review online or something, I would, I would give yeah. it a thumbs, you know. Yeah, this is the time where you would urge people to go watch it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, because it's it's definitely worth the time, you know, and there, it does a lot of cool things, and and uh, and if the pilot bothers you, like keep going, it it, mm-hmm. it, it gets better. I. I I definitely enjoyed it more and more, and I think actually the the second half of season five was was like some of the best stuff in the whole show. I was really really, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really good, and and it's cool because some shows, <laughs> some shows, I'm not thinking of any in particular, mm-hmm. get really happy towards the end. <laughs> yeah, man, I hate when that happens. <laughs> so it was nice that they actually like had had some really really interesting stuff right at the end yeah you know and they and they really kept kept the 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 level things up and it didn't feel like they just gave up and didn't care anymore (laughs) (laughs) you know like they all just wanted to go home yeah right (laughs) you know can we just not be filming this anymore? What's the quickest way for that to happen? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's you know, this is the golden age of TV or the the second golden age, I guess. Um, but uh, there's a lot of good stuff on, and it's you know, it's sad when when shows end. So you know, I was gonna pull my thing where I, I don't really want to watch the finale. I don't want it to be over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but I finally was like. I know there's no way I'm going to be able to, you know, use the internet without getting spoiled unless I watch this finale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like it's, like we've been saying, it was it was kind of nice and neat and a nice end to the story. And it wasn't, yeah, there wasn't any, like, big emotions about it. It wasn't any, like, oh, man, they did it wrong. Or, oh, man, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. It's kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, cool, the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a way you can say goodbye to the show and not feel like you missed anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Even though they didn't, you know, even though they didn't explain everything, they don't tell you what's going to happen with Skylar. And, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, he's going to get the money. The son's going to get the money at a certain point, you know, but what's he going to do? Is he going to accept it? What's he going to do? It's, right. You know, there's still a lot of loose ends. That's true. Or open questions, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But, um, yeah, overall, pretty great. I mean, Brian Cranston, I mean, you know, I really hate these actors who 
are great at comedy and drama. Like I don't, you know, <laughs> I did, I really, did. I can't believe that Sam on Malcolm in the Middle. I, I mean, although, and it's funny because you know something iconic about Malcolm in the Middle for his character was 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 him being in his tidy whities and so you have really, yeah, yeah, you have that on Breaking Bad too. It makes me think it's a reference or something because I I didn't even remember that because it's been so long. I mean, I watched Malcolm in the Middle back yeah. when it was on television. Uh, and I, I, I just didn't remember that. And I, I kept noticing when they were showing Walt in those, every time he was in underwear, he was wearing those. Yeah. And it was, it's just weird because like characters don't often wear those on television. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, they're usually wearing boxers. I think just, they're just more photogenic. Yeah, I mean, you usually do the briefs if you're you're trying to be realistic or you're trying to go for comedy, which is what I think yeah. Malcolm was doing. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely got a thing with that. So I don't really know. I'm actually just kind of Googled it, and there's a question, and I'm wondering who's answering. Let me see who's. Uh, so yeah, this is with Brian. Let me see if they uh, answer this question because it did come up. Oh, okay. Uh, well, the question is, do you see similarities between Walt and Hal? Hal is the character on Malcolm Middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than both wear tidy whitey underwear. Um, and so apparently the answer is, um, well, the tidy whitey reigns supreme. It still lives on. When I saw that in the script in Breaking Bad, I brought it to Vince Gilligan, who pointed pointed out that I wrote it for seven, that I wore it for seven years on Malcolm, and he said, oh, I for, uh, oh forget it. Go find something else. That's what that's what Vince said. And then so the uh, answer continues. Uh, so I started going through wardrobe, and while I was doing that, I realized that when he had Walt and Tidy Whitey, he did it for a reason. It meant something, and I wanted to get to the root of that. I chose Tidy Whitey's on Malcolm because how dot dot dot. And then the question interrupts. You chose to wear it. And then he comes back, Cranston comes back. I did because it's funny. A grown man in tidy whities wearing them is funny. You put him in boxers and it's just not funny. <laughs> Proving my point. Uh, so that's yep. why it was an easy choice. But for Breaking Bad, it was harder. I had to ask, why would a grown man wear a boy's underwear? Hal wore them because he because he always wore them and it never occurred to him to wear anything else. He's still a boy. Walter White wore them because he stopped growing. The underwear became indicative of Walter White's stunted growth. He just stopped caring. Hal wouldn't think of wearing anything else. With Walt, it's a I don't care thing. Uh, and I'm too depressed to think beyond that. Too depressed to think about what I'm more comfortable wearing. He's given up. This is the kind of level actors of thought level uh, <laughs> actors in the star. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, okay, the that was in depth. I know. It's like the underwear choice. What does that mean? You know, it's, it's pretty fantastic what actors uh, go through for, for things that seem like they don't matter, but they have to, yeah. they have to make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it seems totally. like the answer was, it was a coincidence. It's coincidence. Uh, uh, wait, let's see. Yeah, it was a coincidence. And Vin- you know, and I keep reading these things about Vince wanting to do one thing and then people convincing mm-hmm. him to do something else and it works out better that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he wanted him to change it. Uh, and then and then uh, Cranston decided not to. Yeah, okay. He was like, no, no, it has to mean something. Mm-hmm. What does it mean, these underwear? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh. <laughs> that, it's... 
Yeah, that's really that's yeah. But I'm not surprised because yeah, he uh, he uh, he was fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I can totally believe that he would put that much thought into something seemingly not that important. Yeah, Walt's underwear choice, uh, because it says something about the character. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you know, it's true. And, uh, uh, yeah, I feel like it was, you know, it became kind of, kind of iconic. Not quite on the level of the hat. And Yeah, I almost feel like there's an analogous wardrobe change to the hat. Like, when he's, when he's Heisenberg, he's got the black hat, and then he's mm-hmm. got, like, black boxer briefs on or something, you know? <laughs> like, like, there's some analogous thing where he's got on different underwear. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, I'm sad to see it go. But, yeah, Brian Cranston was fantastic. All the cast was great. Um, uh, the guy who played Hank, I mean, I, I just, he, he just, you know, he's he had a little uh, short part on uh, Starship Troopers. Um, oh, really? Yeah, he was, um, he was one of the uh, military commanders on the, on the training base they were at. So, like, uh, if you remember the movie, anyone who remembers the movie, when Rico wants to, he gets washed out, he, there's an accident, and then a soldier gets killed, and so he wants to, like, quit. Um, uh, this guy is, like, the, the, the main commander who uh, kind of doesn't let him quit. Oh, okay. He kind of, uh, well, he allows him not to quit. It was another, it was actually a lost guy. It was Clancy. Um you know, Kelvin uh, was in Starship. Oh, uh, so it was actually him who kind of like says, "Oh, Rico, this isn't this isn't your you know discharge paperwork, is it?" Blah blah blah. And then, and then the boss was was Dean, and he was like, "Oh, it's fine, whatever." Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, he, he really made Hank come to. I, I can't. Hank is the kind of character you don't want to like because he's against mm-hmm. the hero in the beginning. Yeah, I, I liked as soon as they showed that Hank wasn't the guy who he per, was pretending to be. Or, yeah. or specifically, I should say, when they showed that Hank was pretending to be a certain kind of person, I thought, yeah. wow, this is really, really interesting. Like, here's a, a, a dynamic to this kind of a stock character like you mm-hmm. haven't really seen before. And uh, and he played it so well, the intensity and, and like some of the, his best moments are when he's not even talking. You know, yeah, and he's just staring. Uh, and and what's strange is the same actor is on the show, the new show, Under the Dome. And yeah, he, yeah, he's part of the reason I watched that show. But he's it's it's You're still watching it. Same, yeah, I watched the seasons over now. I watched the whole thing. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's not the same, and I don't know if it's just the, the the tone of the shows are just so different or what that he doesn't get as dramatic or is it intense? Because he because he's actually playing a bad guy on that show, like a full off bad guy killing people oh. often, right? Uh, spoiler alert. And okay. uh, well, he's like a he's like a good guy. It's a bad guy pretending to be a good guy, really. Uh, okay. uh, and um, but it's just not quite the same as what he's doing with Hank. And I don't I don't really know why. I don't really know what what the difference is but uh but yeah hank was just just fantastic the whole time uh skylar was great you know i remember when i first started watching the show and you had you had seen i think everything or at least everything up to the break or something uh and 
you know, I was like, oh man, Skylar, she's, 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 you know, she's TV mom number three, you know, she's mm-hmm. so normal and boring and, 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 and uh, um, obvious with things. And I was kind of just bored by her, but you were like, no, she gets interesting. Keep watching. And yeah, by what season three, I think uh, mm-hmm. she gets interesting. You know, she, she takes the road less travel and goes down the, the rabbit hole with Walt. And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I think when she starts solving problems for him, mm-hmm. you know, when she starts, when, when she's got some expertise that he doesn't have and she can figure things out and, and launder money and come up with these businesses and, and things like that. And, and that really, you know, makes her relevant, obviously, but it, but it makes her a lot more interesting and, uh, makes her morality in question and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, which was, which was really interesting to watch. Um, yeah. Uh, Marie, you know, Marie's Marie. Uh, she was never, didn't really ever do too much. That was interesting. Uh, she was, you know, not everyone can be that interesting. She had to be this kind of straight woman where everyone else can bounce off of. I think, uh, yeah, he had a annoying periods, but um, who else? Saul. I mean, what are you gonna do with Saul? I mean, he's been. Well, I think that the, this, this, this is the second. Uh, uh, this is the golden age of Bob Odenkirk. I think. I think he's he's making because you heard about they're making a spinoff for him, right? I did hear about. Yeah, that. so they're making a Breaking Bad spinoff called Better Off. Better they're Call Saul. Better Off Saul. Better Call Saul, um, which will be, which is a prequel to Breaking Bad, uh, which will be pretty interesting. Uh, and um, yeah, Bob, I'm glad. Just keep him away from directing. I think we'll, we'll be. Uh, there is comedy movies aren't the best, but uh, but his acting is always great. So um, actually, yeah. Sean, I don't know if you watched this TV show, The League. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, oh. He had a cameo on that, and and it was literally maybe the funniest scene on the entire show for me. Like I actually rewatched it a couple times and I actually counted how many times I laughed in this scene. It was twenty times. <laughs> twenty Wow. Seriously. Twenty Not bad. In like a three minute scene. A lot of laughs. Yeah, it was jam packed with laughs and, and uh it was just it was just the funniest it was uh, maybe I'll send it to you so you can watch it but Yeah, yeah, I'll watch that. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just, just laugh, three it's minutes. Just like, it's actually not even, the, you don't even have to watch the show to get the, the, why that the scene's funny. It doesn't even matter. Uh, so it's a good sort of one-off scene, but, um, yeah, no, he's, he's fantastic. So yeah, he was great on, uh, Breaking Bad and, uh, yeah, a lot of good actors, a lot of good storytelling. It's, uh, you know, sad to see it go, but there's other shows to watch now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Although I don't have that many wishes to watch anymore. But anyway, uh, yeah, I I'll just uh, agree with everything you said. Uh, the only thing, what did I have to add? I think um, uh, Bob Odenkirk's uh, character is interesting because uh, I feel like he's like he's verging on a Mr. Show sketch character. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! So, and it's just, I think, I think, you know, with, with him and, and even with the, you know, the, the crazy twins, um, uh, you know, sometimes like the show veered into this, uh, and, and I'll even say the, the weird, like, 
the weird like mariachi band music video thing from from uh, from season one, I think, or is that, no, I guess it's season two. Yeah, it's really released really too. Yeah, it, it was really early though. It was no later than two. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, they have these weird like very fanciful things. The the, the, the reality gets heightened. Yeah, and I, and I and I would say Bob uh, Odenkirk's Saul is. He is a Mr. Show character, except no one else knows it. You know, it's like no one's laughing back. You know, no one's no one's in on it with him. Uh, yeah, I think you're, kinda, it. you're right. It's kind of it's like you take a Mr. Show character out of Mr. Show and you put it in the Breaking Bad world, and that's what you get. Yeah. Like he's doing these funny things and nobody's laughing. You know, you're right. <laughs> you're right. No one is ever like, oh my God, Saul is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No one ever laughs at him. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I I didn't realize that. That's what it's like. Characters that are supposed to be funny, but they're transplanted to the world where no one thinks they're funny. Yeah, it's like you're in the wrong place, man. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's what it is. The, the only reason it's verging is because the other characters are not... Yeah, exactly. They don't reciprocate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they don't go along with his craziness. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. No, that's totally what it's like. But yeah, it's just, it's just kind of interesting because I feel like the show... The show lives in a, a mostly, seemingly, kind of, sort of, realistic realm, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean... You know, compared to Lost or, or Battlestar Galactica or or whatever, like it's, you know, there's no supernatural stuff, and mm-hmm. and and I feel like a lot of the characters are are pretty down to earth and like believable, you know. But then yeah. then they have stuff like that, you know. And I guess there's other moments, you know. The I mean, some of the ski, you know, the the bombing and the and the poisoning and stuff at the end of season four was pretty spectacular. The train robbery, I mean, that was kind of. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a big crazy thing, and uh, and I mean even the final machine gun thing. I mean it's you know that that's not that that couldn't happen, but it's uh, you know it's it's yeah. sort of a level than you kind of expect. It's intense, from- but it's not a, this heightened reality that that some you know I think I think the flash forwards and you know these kind of uh, moments of heightened reality that we're talking about are the two things you wouldn't expect from the show. Like, they're the two things you could throw away, and the show is pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but yeah, they throw that in there, this whole weird music video about Heisenberg that, um, is this in the context of the world? Is it outside right. of the world? You don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that has yet to be answered. I. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if that really bothered anyone else, or maybe just not enough people were watching the show, like when that originally came on. But I, I feel like no one's ever really like found out an answer to what was intended with that. Whether, whether like that video was really made, or or whether it's just some kind of strange, you know, fantasy representation of the idea of Heisenberg, like, you know, like growing. You know, like, that's what they talk about. But it's like, there seems to be specific information in the video. Like, it's sort of like, if it exists, like, I I would wonder if the police ever saw it. And, you know, like, it's just like, you know, it shows, like, the van he cooked in. And, like, you know, like, it it seems to know. It almost makes me, it almost feels like a flash forward, right? Like a song written after all of this is done. 
Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Is it is it more something like that? It seems like they know he has cancer. Like implied by the lyrics. Like I don't know. It's just yeah. It's totally. It seems like they have a perspective that it goes beyond what a mariachi band would have. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so it just it just seems unlikely to me that that was really produced, but. But 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 they never did anything like that again, you know. Not specifically like that, you know. They, they, the opening episodes with music videos was not like a, a Breaking Bad staple thing. Yeah, you know. So it's just it, it's it's just a weird choice that I have yet to fully understand. You know, the other thing that's kind of a heightened rea- a little bit like that, or at least it makes you want to laugh, is the 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 the, the idea that Frayne was 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 a chicken magnate, you know. Like, oh yeah! Like it was, it was almost like Mr. Clucks, you know. It was just like, yeah. we're, we we're gonna laugh at this, right? This is supposed to be funny, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It was literally like Mr. Clucks. Yeah. It it was it was yeah, and and he worked in there. Yeah, that's the thing. He worked there. He's like at the counter. Like, can I take your order? Like, he mm-hmm. took that shit seriously. Yeah. You know, like it should be a front business, but he would actually like sit there behind the counter and like listen to people yeah. order. Like, that's just. Well, that was part know? of what made it a good front business because no that's one, is, you know, if anyone questions his employee, well, no, he's here all the time. He takes order. You yeah. know, it's not like he's a silent partner in the business or he's, you know, never shows up. He actually works at the franchise. And that was the other thing I liked too was they, you know, he could kind of operate his business mobily because he could go work at any franchise he wanted to, mm-hmm. right? So he could kind of not be in the same place all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. But, yeah, that, that yeah. Was, uh, but like, yeah, the whole thing was just kind of silly. Yeah, and so it was, it was, it, it was, it was weird because he's like, as a character, you know, very serious and very stern and very businesslike and all that. But like, yeah, he just runs this goofy chicken thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's sort of incongruous. Like Hurley's supposed to own. That, yeah, and, and I think that's what makes Frayne, you know, it, 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 um, it makes him seem completely innocuous, you know, mm-hmm. especially in the context of him, of Frayne being friends with the DEA, right? Like, right. oh, you're the chicken guy. Okay, we have nothing to worry about from you. But if he was like the same guy, but he owned, you know, was a weapons manufacturer or something, you know, then they're going to maybe call in the question what he's up to, you know. That's- if he had certain kind of job, you know, but it's like, oh, you own a fast food chicken place. You, you know, that's the least of our concerns is anything that you'd be involved with. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. And that's the idea that that's how he, you know, I mean, he he knew all these people who like in politics and Albuquerque and he would, you know, uh, had, had these charity events and stuff. And like he had this total public image that totally checked out. You know, because he was doing the things that he was supposed to do, I guess, as though he was just a chicken mogul. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Not to be confused with a chicken nugget. Exactly. <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> I hope a chicken nugget is never a chicken mogul. That would be very Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's one universe where there's a chicken nugget that's a chicken mogul. <laughs> Nobody knows how it happened. And we never go to that universe. Well, let's hope we never find what that universe is. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see it. I'm terrified. 
But uh, all right. Anything? Uh, anything else uh, on BB? Uh, oh, can I say something? Um, to cut you off there is um, hey, I didn't have any. The, the Breaking Bad title sequence. Oh. Uh, not my favorite. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind the visual too much. The music's okay, but as far as like a really great show, you know, Mad Men, True Blood, um, you know, there's a lot of those like shows that are kind of more high quality and interesting cable shows. They're also a lot longer, both of those. That, yeah, that are longer, but like that are better. That I actually want to sit through. Yeah, better. Shows. I agree. You know? Yeah, the Breaking Bad one's really. Uh... It's really simple. I don't. I do like the music. Uh, the The visuals are not really anything special. I just yeah. So I was like, "Here's the title. Let's move on." Yeah, yeah. But that's you know. the thing I want to say is that it, I was never a big fan of that title sequence. It was just kind of whatever. Yeah. No, that's fair. But I did like when they reused the the title music in the second to last episode at the end. I thought that was pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I do think I do think there's something nice about the music uh, atmospherically uh, with the way the show is. It reminds me of Firefly. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That weird I think western twang. I think there's a western element to the show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know? So I feel like it, it it sort of fits with that. With that, I mean, the, the, you know, the final thing is is kind of a showdown. You yeah, know? I mean, they're in New Mexico. That was the Wild West, mm-hmm. right? Totally. They have the desert. They have him pushing the 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 barrel of money through the desert. Yeah. It's like like you know tumbleweeds and stuff. Like yeah. that's very very uh, standard Western trope stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that. I, I I liked that part of it. But yeah, I I can't argue that you know compared to the stuff they show in the True Blood and the Mad Men uh, sequences. And, you know, Lost in its simplicity is, is also kind of striking, you know. Yeah. But, um, and it, yeah. it gets the tone across really well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the Battlestar Galactica one was, was pretty good, too, actually. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this one, yeah, I, I, I think I, I pretty much agree. I, I, didn't, I didn't, like, dislike it, but it, it was just never anything special. Yeah. So I think I think that's it. Okay. I mean, you never know, you know, stuff pops in, but uh, yeah. I think I got out the main points I wanted to make. Uh, good show, thumbs up. Thumbs up, yeah. Watch it if you see it. Yeah, watch it if you see it. <laughs> and see it if you watch it. See it if you watch it. <laughs> uh, all right, well, until next time. All right. See you later. Thanks. Bye.